Welcome to episode 46 with Nathan Thowen. I specialize in a very specific type of security. Subconscious security. You're talking about dreams. We create the world of the dream. We bring the subject into that dream. And they fill it with their secrets. It's called Inception. Hey everyone, and welcome to Cerebral Mind Control Podcast. My name is Hadlin, and in every episode, I dive deep into the minds of artists and entrepreneurs and find out how they have learned to control their minds for success. And in turn, you get to listen to our conversation and learn alongside myself. Now, every episode is brought to you by Hadlin Entertainment, Canada's one-stop shop for premium corporate quality entertainment services, ranging from magic, mentalism, hypnosis, photo booths, DJs, videographers, and photographers. You name it, and we can do it in entertainment services. On this episode, we speak and learn from Nathan Thowen. He is such a multi-talented person who does so many different things, and I'm not going to even describe all of it right now. Just know that he does almost everything. Like, I don't think, I think it's probably best to try and figure out what he doesn't do. But we're going to go through this podcast. It is a dual podcast, part one and part two. It all makes sense in a moment. But thank you so much for tuning in. This is the first episode of season two, but we're still going to continue to number of the episodes going on forward. Like today's episode 46, but I think you understand. It's season two. New beginning, fresh start, new studio, new microphones. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Nathan Thowen. Sweet. Alright, well. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. The Cerebral Mind Control Podcast. We have Nathan Thowen. What's up, man? How you doing? Thank you, you so doing? much for coming out. Thanks a lot for having me. I, uh, I'm glad we made this work. I know both of us, it was like a couple of moments of like, oh, we'll make it happen. And then we unchatted for a while and then here we are. Yeah. Oh, it always comes through in the end. It does, <laughs> yeah. As long as you want to make it happen, it does. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and I'm ex especially excited because it's kind of a, it's been a little bit of a lull for me yeah. since I started a, a daily video show. Yeah, well, you've been so, busy, man. So I stopped with the podcast for a few weeks, but I'm bringing it back nice. with a really inspiring guy. <laughs> like, okay, Chad told me about you. He's like, okay, you have to have this guy on. I'm like, okay, just, just based on his recommendation alone, I'm like, I trust his judgment. Chad's a great guy. I, I trust I trust in Chad. Uh, friend, he's been doing some live videos every once in a while, and he'll intro with them with a uh, "It's your friendly neighborhood Chad," and I think that that's <laughs> such a great tag for Chad because he is a friendly neighborhood Chad. Open mic night, great guy, awesome. That's awesome. so funny that that we introed or he introed me. Good guy. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure, man. And yeah, there's something I was gonna say about that, but it's funny. This this podcast it's unedited. Yeah, in, in it's, full, it's, so. it's raw dog. Okay, well we're 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 out then. I'll, I'll make sure that it's, it's it's early in the morning, so I'll I'll make sure I don't swear. <laughs> yeah, it's it's okay. People understand that uh, there's not going to be bleeping, and it's, we got that little advisory. Nice. But anyways, that said, with Chad, his recommendation, I just looked up your website and yourself, 
Yeah. Actually, this morning while I was editing. Oh, nice. Uh, yesterday's video. <laughs> and man, you wear like so many hats. Like, <laughs> like, what is up with that? There's, you have so many different services that you provide. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, you know, it's 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 interesting. Like, um, I I I like doing a lot of different things, and. Um, yeah, it's just it's 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 interesting because I'll you know I'll gain something from doing the videos and and I love shooting and and editing videos and then um, from there when I when I moved to Saskatoon I ended up getting into like marketing and then have done some social media work and stuff and then I play in my band so I like doing the music thing so I've always kind of like juggling a lot of 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 projects since I was a kid I just have always had lots on the go and. And I usually end up just like stacking my plate up, um, nice and nice and full, and then you know, finding a way to figure it out. I guess it's right. it's 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 usually just been like saying yes to to opportunities, and and then kind of seeing where that leads me. Right. Um, and yeah, I've just I've always been stoked on a lot of things. So it's it's funny when you put it that way. Yeah, I guess it's it it is quite a lot of 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 unique things, but. They all sort of complement each other quite well too, in like a, in a strange way. Like um, even with photography and videography, they go together. Yeah, exactly. And 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 the, some of those different elements, they all kind of, you know, as much as they're different services or or skill sets, so many of them kind of come in handy in in different ways for the same projects and stuff. Usually, so so it's yeah. Yeah, and then with your band too, you have all these tools. Like you don't even have to. Uh, go elsewhere. <laughs> it's actually came in handy with the band a few times. Um, we've shot some of our own music videos. Actually, a few that I'm really excited to release. Um, we we were just actually yesterday listening. We've got our 11 song album that we recorded in January, and we just got our mixes back. So we're right now on the critiquing of making sure. Okay, you know, bring this down a bit, bring this up a bit. What do we think? Kind of really like methodically listening to it. And um, yeah, it's it's really exciting. But a, a few of those songs we've already recorded music videos for um, on okay. our our tour that we went out. One of them we recorded it in um, like a glacier ice cave in between <laughs> Jasper and Banff. I'd ne never been in a more beautiful ice cave in my life. I don't think I've ever been in an ice cave um, <laughs> until that moment. But it was like Superman's house. It was just huge massive like big ice chunks and then there's like smaller areas where you could kind of like climb through and yeah it was it was really cool so wow. we ended up filming a music video in there because we were just like this is so cool so it was it was nice to kind of have some of those things and yeah we we will we, bounce ideas around and then i'll just be like ah let's make it let's do it right now <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome okay so the creative process behind that you just it just comes to you and you guys just execute yeah with um with the band it's it's cool because we have you know a couple creative guys who've got my um uh, spencer chiliak is my guitar player uh, and he's always just cooking up crazy ideas <laughs> and he's a, he's like a big doer guy too so he's always just you know like yeah let's go for this and then phil uh cash up our drummer he always comes up with again yeah unique creative ideas he's a quiet kind of quiet soul and so when he speaks you're always listening it's just like oh Phil came up with something. Oh, this is really good. Let's do this kind of thing. And then Graham uh, Tilsley, our uh, bass player, he's just a an awesome musician, and he's again just you know coming up with things, and and has actually been doing some video stuff too. So we're all 
sometimes we'll come up with a concept together and Graham will do some like holding of the video if I'm like in the shot and stuff. So it's been nice to, to balance some stuff together and okay. and just yeah throw some stuff out. And with the band, it's so much like bands are so focused towards you know your your brand and and creating like it's it's about the music for us 100%. But if you want to be a band that that can you know be a sustainable band, you have to be creating merchandise. You have to be putting out videos, content. There's streaming services there's you know itunes now there's spotify there's so many business little marketing areas and then your social media you know now it's like you need to have followers you need to have people so that when you're going to these festivals and trying to get booked that someone goes and checks you out they're like oh yeah this is this is a legitimate band kind of thing so right. it's it's a lot more it's a new project for me like i've never had a band before bombargo but it's it's been really fun figuring it out and and kind of yeah testing out new things and right. stuff and yeah I, I i love the band it's a blast that's awesome man yeah yeah i listened to a little bit of the music there and yeah you guys do a great job oh thank Did you so much jazz man. fest yes show? yes the first jazz man it was exciting. awesome yeah it was really exciting uh, it was one of those like the festival for me when we moved like i grew up in prince albert and when i moved to saskatoon that was the festival like uh, jazz fest was just really a, a blast every year and then i ended up working for um spare parts uh in saskatoon and was creating videos and i'd usually cover jazz festival so i was going and working there making videos and at that time i didn't have a band and i was always just like oh like look at this this is yeah. so amazing so so many awesome artists getting brought in every local artist getting like a really cool opportunity to usually open for or you know be a part of a bigger show than they maybe usually would be and yeah the whole thing was just like oh wow this is so cool so when when we applied now with the with the band and, and got an opportunity to play it was sweet we opened for the lytics um they're kind of like a hip-hop band based out of winnipeg and they're they're pretty funky like it was kind of almost jurassic five vibes like bit of okay. like an old school funk hip-hop thing and yeah they were super cool cats so it was fun opening for them and we had a like big packed house at the capitol so it was Sweet. it was a dream it, it was it was yeah. like such a trip it was That's good awesome yeah i i didn't get to see too many i saw two shows nice what shows did you catch i uh, went to the steadies and uh, Tim Vaughn. Nice, yeah. nice. Actually, Tim Vaughn, um, my bass player Graham was sessional bass player in Tim Vaughn at the Free Stage. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so good. <laughs> Tim is. He's amazing. Insanely good. It's it's yeah. It's a yeah. real treat to watch we, him. I've actually I interviewed him in one of the first five episodes I think of awesome. the podcast. Wow, man, that's yeah. sweet. That's yeah, so he's cool. a really inspiring, dude. Yeah, he's done so much. He's all over the map. I'd love to. Well, I'm going to watch that one. <laughs> yeah, there is actually a video. Back, okay. Back when or, I used to do video. Well, there we go. I'll, I'll watch and or listen. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of inspiration, I noticed recently you did a, a motivational speech, was it, for, yeah. for graduation? Yeah, I got um, I got asked to do um, be the guest speaker for my high school's graduation um, uh, this year, which was just an honor. I was I was blown away when I got asked. I didn't really expect it, and so then I was just you know as as always, it was like yes, and then and then figure out how do I actually give a motivational speech <laughs> and then this kind of thing. So uh, my old teacher messaged me and was just like, oh, we're looking for a guest speaker. Would you be interested? And so yeah, I just. Um, said of course and then 
when basically she wanted some media components to it. She was like, if you if you could use a video or something too. So it was it was really fun. I got to go through like a bunch of old footage and and kind of put together a bit of a reel of these past six years. It's six years since I graduated from high school, so it was kind of a, a trip to be like back there in PA and and in Carleton, and it was just like, oh man, like to think that six years has already gone by is just. It's amazing how fast time goes, but um, the speech I think went went really good. I've been getting tons of feedback on it, which has been so cool. I was actually nervous to like put it out there. I was just, you know, I I kind of was sitting on the they they uploaded it onto YouTube, and I was like, oh well, should I share the actual speech? And I listened to it a few times <laughs> in my head, just kind of critiquing myself quite a lot, like you know, a few fumbles and mistakes and little things and. And I was like, you know what? It's the first one I've ever done. Uh, let's see what people think. Exactly. And, and people have been so nice in saying that it's like really cool. So I'm just like, man, I'm to the moon that people enjoyed it. And I've had a lot of kids, parents, and and kids um, that were in, that were at the uh, school come up to me randomly uh, or message me and and say that they they were stoked on it. So I'm just like, man, that's that was the main goal is to like get those guys hyped for life and exactly. and and get them get them thinking, get the wheels turning that like the possibilities are so endless right now. It's just it's amazing. Yeah, and 6 years only. I, you you're saying it's a lot, but I'm saying it's not much at all. Yeah. I just had my 10 year reunion a year ago. Oh, nice. Well, there we go, man. There so, we go. So I wish it was still <laughs> Well, it's, I, it's it's more it's not that it's like it's a super long amount of time. It's just you 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 like any span of time you look at it all of a sudden or you have kind of like a marker of reference and it's just like, "Oh, man, is that many years passed since that moment and it's and a like a lot has happened and a lot has happened yeah it's 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 one of those kind of cool reflection periods where are just like whoa step back for a second like that that's a that's a while <laughs> yeah and you've done so much in that span of time like uh actually i really would like to know more so about you know how you do so many different things yeah how do you go about learning something new that's a great question. Um, you know, usually I will just jump into it and and try to figure it out. Um, well, I'm trying to think of an example that I can use. Um, being being in a band, um, that that's probably one of the like newest things for me in terms of fronting a band, singing. Um, I used to sing when I was younger and was in musicals and stuff. And then when when Spencer and I kind of started talking about starting the band, it was just like, okay, well, this is, you know, I'd, I hadn't fronted a band before, but I was just like, I'm just gonna go for it. And kind of, we started practicing, obviously, um, before we got on stage. We practiced at, at home a bunch and, and, and wrote songs and, and kind of got into that. But um, yeah, like performing and, and that kind of thing was really just kind of like a, a, a go for it mentality and and then figure it out and you know kind of sink or swim in in some of them i find it almost forces you into it a little bit like i'm i'm pretty good at you know procrastinating or or saying oh i'll do this tomorrow or you know things like that so if i i set a date especially i find that makes you do something new you know what i mean like often we're uncomfortable like getting out of our our comfort zone exactly. <laughs> as it is so it's it's nice like dates I find really help or, or a gig like um, you know booking a gig or like this motivational speech 
uh, that it gave to the grad students, it was just like, all right, yes to it, and now start doing the things I need to do to figure that out. So, um, yeah, basically just often biting off more than I can chew and then figuring out how to chew it. it kind of on the, on the fly, I think, because it's out of necessity and then you're almost, you're forced to do it rather right. than, you know, banking on your um, inspiration or your, you know, kind of, um, yeah, I, I find that especially inspiration, it kind of comes in waves, you know, in terms of like, I'm going to get up, I'm going to do this. For you, you seem to be able to turn it on all the time and in terms of making a video every day. I mean, I, I think that's amazing because I, I know that how, how tough that would be, especially for me in terms of uh, I'll go, 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 do, 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 do. And then I'll kind of like, oh, that, like, that was a bunch of stuff. I'll like chill for a little bit because I, I kind of like having a bit of the balance, but the other thing for like learning new things is YouTube, man. I, I YouTube a bunch of stuff. Like um, for any like gear focused things or any like tech related editing, photo stuff, video stuff, YouTube often. I mean, if I'm doing something editing wise and it's like, geez, there's gotta be a faster way. YouTube will usually show you the faster way, <laughs> you know? And it's, yeah. it's, it's, so, so that's something I'm an advocate for too. And, and then asking a question to a, to a stranger too. If it's, if it's something completely new, but I know a friend who's, who's done it before or someone that has maybe more understanding of, of a process than I do, I'm, I'm always okay to, to ask that question because I've had people ask me those questions and I love it. I'm, I'm like happy to share what I know. It's like, I feel honored that someone thinks of me when they want to find something out, right? So it's right. like people are often scared to ask a question to someone. They're like, oh, they're busy or they're, they're doing this stuff. But I mean, people are busy for sure. But at the end of the day, we're all humans. We're all on the same team. And it's like, if you want to find something out, give, ask a question to someone that knows or that's done it before. They're usually, you know, time permitting, really stoked on on giving you an answer or like helping you out with it oh, so exactly. so that's 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 definitely huge too like surrounding yourself with someone that that can give you a hand or just you know reaching out it sounds to me like you have like no fear uh Do you have any fears because like you, you just you go into something right away and you say yes to things, you know. You, I definitely feel fear. Like I definitely, yeah. I'll I'll get butterflies on on things for sure. And like okay, well, you know, that's butterflies though. Yeah, like it, I definitely do have have uh, um am like scared of things, and I almost use the fear as fuel. Like if if I'm if I'm scared of something, there's usually a good chance that it's like something rad, you know. Like if if it's something that, like when I first got asked about um, doing the, the speech, I was like, oh man, that's like, I'm gonna be talking in front of like a couple thousand people. That's, this is a scary thing. But then I was like, oh, that, I should do that then. I should say, so, so I almost like, it's not as though I don't feel fear, because I totally do, but I'll use that as almost like a nice sort of um, a trigger to think like, okay, well, if I'm afraid of something, why am I afraid of it? And then usually it'll be, because cause it's something that I want to do and I'm like worried that, you know, I could mess it up. But at, at the same time, it's like, you can't go through life being worried you're gonna mess things up. You gotta like go for those those moments and then, you know, if you mess them up, <laughs> you'll be able to look back and say, geez, at least I went for that, I, I messed it up. But, you know, and, and yeah, I think, I, think, I think fear is, is, is a part of everyone's life. I don't, 
you're going to have a bit of it, but I think it's, it's how you use fear and how you use stress and some of those elements. Like if you use them in, in a positive way to sort of be like, use it as like a sensor almost. It's like if this is freaking me out a bit, I do it with snowboarding and, and stuff too. You know, if something's like sketching me out a bit, it's like I should probably like try that because I'm going to at the end of it, you get that, that aha at the end of like, oh man, like I did that. I put myself out of my comfort zone, did it. And I feel great now. Like that, that high after doing something that you're afraid of is, is amazing. It's, it's, it's tough to beat. I think it's like why I do a lot of things is for that like end little high, you know? And, and of course, not only focusing on the end, you kind of want to enjoy the process and the journey itself. Well, but, but yeah, the, those, those feelings of accomplishment when you do something that you were afraid to do, it's like, those are, that's good stuff. <laughs> Where do you think that all started? Did it start when you were a kid? You started doing uh, and completing some large tasks or accomplishments? Yeah, I'm trying to think. That's a good question, too. Um, I think when I was a kid, I had an older brother and a younger brother and folks that were, like, pretty stoked on me doing weird things. Um, and w my brothers and I would always, you know, just do random things like, um, videos for us. We, my folks got a video camera when I was pretty young and we just started using it. We just started figuring it out and messing around with it. And, and we create these little fantasy worlds and, you know, stories and all sorts of just kind of crazy things. And, um, it was never really a question of like, if we could do it or not, it was just like, let's do this. And, um, so it was the support of everyone around yeah, you. Yeah, I feel like it was the support of everyone around me for sure. Like, I think it's like, you know, having an older brother that was always like really talented and he, he figures stuff out. And my little brother too, both of them are like extremely like raw, gifted, talented. I feel like I'll like work at something whereas they'll like just like, oh yeah, I've, I have that. I'm, I'm good at that already. <laughs> and I'll be like, oh man, I, I wish I had that. Like, you're so crazy at skateboarding. I don't have that as much. I can skateboard. I love skateboarding. I just ne never got the like, like the crazy, got three flips on lock, cruising, like, whereas like my brothers were always like, you know, in that realm. But yeah, we, we were always supportive of each other. And if we were doing something, it was like, we had, um, you know, when we'd make these videos, like we made these budget, <laughs> no budget cult classic comedies is what we would call them now. Yes. And they were just outrageous. Like we did, um, who's, well, I'm trying to remember all these. There was big scary movie, bigger scary movie, and biggest <laughs> scary movie. It was a three, three part um, show. And we actually made it before scary movie came out, oh, yeah. which was wild. And and we used the scream mask in our movie, so we oh. always said that scream <laughs> that they copied us, and, uh, and it was insane. It was this like comedy horror thing, and we just happened to have a Halloween scream mask um, that we used in it. And yeah, it was like a couple years later that they ended up making Scary Movie, which was so funny to us. Um, and we always just thought it was hilarious, but yeah, these videos of us, like, you know, these random little things and, and I, you know, we'd edit them on tape and it was all just so ridiculous and Anthony was figuring it out and, and, and we'd be there kind of helping and you know, making up scripts and stuff. So there, there was always just like going for it was always kind of a part of it. Like it, you know, we'd, we'd come, we'd cook up the craziest ideas, like let's make a cartoon show. And then we start, 
drawing things out and we're we're trying to do like stop motion animation things and we're trying to oh maybe we'll edit it in in powerpoint because we didn't know how to use anything else for like animation software so we're like <laughs> making a cartoon that's like playing in powerpoint and, and all sorts of just like outrageous <laughs> things that i mean most people and parents have just been like what are you doing guys this is so stupid but, but it was um, creative but it was creative and and yeah we always it was always creative in our house like there was always music or we were in musical theater, which I think helped my confidence a lot. Just like being on stage, learning lines and uh, around a bunch of people, um, and and yeah, just yeah, it's it's strange. Like at the time when you're back then, like I I didn't wasn't thinking about it, but now like when I look back, it's sort of like you know the the crazy random thoughts are all connected in that weird way, and it's like these things that I did that I just was doing for the sake of ah, oh, this is fun. Now I like look back and I'm like, oh man, that was like a, a, a crucial thing that because I said yes to that, that gave me all these cool opportunities. Right, and, and they stuff. all kind of built upon each other. Yeah. And they all helped. Yeah, totally, man. Totally. So with all of your different skills that you have, is there a certain order that you went about when you started learning them all? Because it wasn't all at once, was it? No. Yeah, no, like... Um, it's strange. Like I've never even really thought of it. Like till I started, um, that still I created my website and was like really going through stuff. It was I was always just usually um, saying yes to things, and yeah, it all kind of came organically. Like uh, music and guitar, I started playing when I was younger, and and snowboarding and stuff I started doing when I was younger, and and as it went you know video and film we, sh we shot videos when I was a kid like little comedy things and then snowboarding and skateboarding became prevalent in my life so we started filming skateboarding and snowboarding so it would always just seem that one thing would lead to the next thing which would lead to when we started filming snowboarding and skateboarding we decided to create a little group with our friends so we actually made the Grizzly Den which is our like snowboard um, skateboard little kind of apparel company we we made a website That's and it yours. was yeah. Okay, I've heard of the Grizzly Den before. No way. Yeah. Okay, I didn't so know that was yours. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's me and my friends. It's it's a group of us, and uh, most we're all PA guys. And uh, we started when we were like in grade nine. Um, and uh, well, I guess grade eight was like the original like thoughts of it, and then grade nine we actually made the the website. Um, but yeah, it was just like uh, you know we had videos, we had snowboarding and stuff, and then. Um, that led to okay well let's make the grizzly den and we'll have like a website we can put this stuff on so then a bit of web design and some of the marketing and facebook stuff with that started and, and the graphic design the graphic too, design and... stuff with now we wanted to make clothes and then we were making graphics for the grizzly den stuff which then allowed me to get into photoshop and illustrator and some of those things so it was like it would always just be out of necessity that'd be like oh i should figure out how to how to use that because because I have to right now because I want right. to know how to like make a shirt or you know, whatever it was so it, it was never like yeah, I rarely would like sit down to learn a new, I should, I mean, it would be great to just sit down and be like, I'm going to learn a new skill today and boom, figure it out. Actually, in my head, um, recently I've been like wanting to really dive into After Effects, which I don't be really cool. play with a lot. I, I know it briefly, but um, I recently got this new job. And so um, now I'm like, okay, I want to like figure out a few um, few new toys for it actually. So it's funny, there was... You know, again, it's out of necessity. It's like this new gig that I've got, I'm like, well, I want to have some of these skill sets, which I don't have yet. So I'm like, okay, I just got to watch some tutorials and, and learn how to make some animated text. And some of the stuff a bit, I can do a bit of it, but I just, I want to hone it a little bit more. So that's random. 
So it sounds to me like, and you mentioned it already, it was an organic progression. Yeah. Nothing was ever really forced. It was just, yeah, like you said, necessity, and you just kept going around, and it it built upon each other. Yeah. It's something that I was actually, the reason why I asked, because I kept thinking to myself the last few days, you know, with my daily video. Yeah. I started the podcast first, learning the audio kind of helped with that. Totally. Before that, and it, yeah, they just all built upon each other. So I, yeah. I was curious to know other people and their routes. So it's very similar. I like yeah, it. Yeah, no, I think you're right, man. Like, and dude, audio is one of the most important things about video. It's like you watch a good video on YouTube and the audio has got to be crispy. If it's not, it's something so many people forget as videographers. So to come in it from the audio side first and into video, I think you, you've got a good set of skills. It's, it's, it, and it's, it's interesting. Everyone, yeah, kind of takes their own route towards it. But yeah, it kind of, each one massages the other. They right. kind of all, in that realm of media, is especially, it, it, it all kind of helps each other. So it's, it's cool. I like it, man. So I have a, kind of a, yeah, I don't know. Well, I'll just, I'll just ask it. Yeah. So I just want you to imagine for a moment okay. that the internet and everybody's memories oh. of you were somehow just reset. Wow. So now you are given the opportunity to share a story, like a moment in your life or something that yeah. embodies everything that you are. What oh. story would you tell? Wow, man, these are huge. This is a, a wild question. Um, the internet is gone. No one knows who I am. And I need to tell a story that embodies my entire existence. That you, you as a... Me as a whole. Yeah. Whew. Well, Jesus. I know it's a tough question. This is a tough question, but I, I but I'm but I like tough questions. I mean, okay. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to think. I just want to give it a good a good answer here. Jeez, Louise. No problem. Okay. That. Um, man. Yeah, I came up with it maybe a few minutes before you got here. I like it, dude. I, I like it. it too, this one's so. tough for me because I'm like, you know, I I feel like I'll leave something out if I have this story or you know. Okay. Um. But yeah, just imagine this is it actually happened. And this has happened, and now I have to tell a story. Now, now, yeah. do you want it to be like an actual story, or do you want me to like tell my story, or like how a, like a memory? A memory, okay, a memory oh, to to explain yeah. who I am. Yeah. Um, man, I think I think a memory that I'd like to share, if like no one knew who I was. Was would would probably be something, you know, if it was a single memory that I got to share and no one knew who I was, and it was this, you know, open canvas. I I think I'd want it to just be something simple, like, like something, you know, just me and my like grandparents hanging out and in the garden or something, you know, like or or playing as kids in the garden with my brothers or something. Something simplistic that that was more just like about, you know, the feelings behind the things, if you know what I mean. Like it's like, yeah, I I think just you know a memory I have of my brothers and I out of my grandparents' farm, in uh, in the garden, just like hanging out, being kids, messing around. I think that would be like, you know, and 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 saying yes to things and and creating these little these little dreams and and story worlds and stuff. And and just like running around having a good time as a kid. I like and it. And the the reason I say it, I think, is because 
you know, aside from all the like things that I do, they're sort of just like the deep down, you know, like who you are, which isn't a collection of the things you do as, as much as there's sort of just, you know, your core being. And, and I think if I like broke that down, it'd be, yeah, just like the family that I love and the people that, that mean the most to me and yeah, being happy. Well, so that kind of like collects those things. Right. And yeah. The freedom of a child. And the freedom of, of yeah. being a child. Yeah. Which I try to still embody as much as I can. <laughs> yeah. Because essentially, you know, we, we all can live that too, even as adults. Yeah. Some people forget about that though and get caught up in the, the busyness of life. <sighs> yeah. It, it happens, man. And like I, I, you know, have gotten caught up in it a bunch too. And it's, it's easy to do. But I think, yeah, like going back to sort of those like primal just yeah moments of joy and it's like kids kids know how to have fun that's that's like the biggest thing it's like if we can't have fun what's the point you know we're we're all saving money to buy things or to do things and stuff and and that's like the work is is a necessity but it's like if we're not having fun and enjoying it then it's like what what's the point you know like exactly we're all gonna die eventually right we want to we have this like moment in time here on earth and it's like, let's make the most of it. And, and not to say that every day is going to be a cakewalk, amazing, you know, rainbows and unicorns, but when you can have rainbows and unicorns, let's have them. Let's have some fun. For you sure. know? So it's, man, it, that's awesome. I, I like to get deep every once in a while. In the, me in too, the podcast, man. I appreciate so. it. Yeah, dude, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. That was, that was a challenging, I'll, I'll say it. That was one of the more challenging questions I've ever had. Awesome. It's really cool. Right on, man. Yeah. Uh, so, kind of related with that, I think I already know the answer, but I don't know. What motivates you? Uh, yeah, like I think just like um, the people around me motivate me. Um, a desire to like do cool things, I think, kind of motivates me too. Like create creatively, like you know, just spreading spreading passion and. Um, I think what inspires me is, is, is maybe the hope of inspiring someone else, like kind of that like chain reaction where I'll see someone doing something cool. Like I see your vlogs and I see what you're doing and you're putting your time into it. And it's like, people just appreciate when someone's doing something and when you when you see someone putting their passions to use. And, uh, and I, yeah, I just, I think that's, that would be one of my main goals to, for anything I do when it comes to the why is to like, yeah, use my passion as much as I can and hopefully inspire others to do the same, to like, to think about things differently or to you know, go for something or to, to give them a good feeling, you know, and with, with, with music and, and stuff and, and videos to evoke, you know, emotion in someone and, and have them, you know, feel something. I think exactly. that's the creative sort of dream is to like, you know, get, get a reaction. You right. have someone be like, oh, Get them to feel something. Yeah, yeah, and take and take something home, and you know, whether it's like a, a really happy, great song or video that gets you stoked, or something that maybe pulls something else out of you that you you, you think about things a little bit differently. So, right. Yeah. Awesome, man. That's a really, really great mindset to have. <laughs> I 
I love it. Thanks, awesome, man. man. Thanks a lot. So far, I've learned a lot from you and <laughs> about you. You're just an awesome man. Awesome oh, human dude. being, dude. Thanks <laughs> a lot, man. I appreciate it, man. Well, I feel like this has been a long time in the coming uh, of us hanging out, so we'll have to do some more hangouts for sure. Yeah. Because I appreciate it. It's, it's always cool seeing people doing cool things, and you're you're one of those people that I, you know, on my list of people doing cool things since Saskatoon, you're on the list, you know? <laughs> I don't actually have a list, but I just like, you know, you see people doing things and I'm like, oh, that's cool, that's cool. And those are the things that inspire me too. It's like, those are, you know, I see you doing that, I'm just like, oh man, I should do a video vlog. I don't think I will, but one day. I was day actually gonna say, <laughs> I feel like your life is gonna be amazing to document well I try I do do tons of video I, I video things all the time I we were um, the the reason I kind of a little bit understand the struggle of the daily videos is when we were in um, we went to Croatia and sorry no no worries One second yeah no continue did, did we run out of time no 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 it's uh it's my one eight hundred number calling. Oh, it's just I the... forgot to silence that one. My <laughs> no, bad. no, no, Sorry, no worries, everybody. no worries at all. Um, what was he say? Oh yeah, um, my uh, my girlfriend and I and my brother and his girlfriend, the four of us, actually went to Croatia a little while ago, and um, we filmed some videos there, and it was um, it was awesome. I reached out to Croatia Tourism about um, doing some content, and just sort of showed them some of the videos I'd made before. And they were really stoked and ended up like hooking us up with a bunch of stuff and kind of letting us do this um, you know, tours, motorbike rentals and windsurfing and all sorts of just like really cool things. <laughs> that and sounds awesome. It, it was so cool. <laughs> and I, I ended up making daily videos of the adventure. And when I bit it off at the beginning, I was like, oh, this will be awesome. I'll like do these videos daily. And I was like putting them out on the trip. And then, like, by the end of it, I was like, holy smokes, like, this is a go. Like, I'm, like, you know, every day, like, trying to, you're in paradise, so you want to experience paradise, but then yeah. you're also, like, editing and creating things. So it was, it was, it was fun, but challenging, too. And, and at the end, in the end, I, I ended up, uh, a few of the videos came out a, a day late. <laughs> yeah. I've, I think I saw a few of them. Nice. Definitely. Man. I think when they were coming out, too. Yeah. Yeah, they're really good. Thanks, Your man. Your style and editing style. Top notch, man. Oh, dude, thank you so much. All right, we're back. Back. Quick, a momentary break there. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah. Switch over the microphone. There we go. But yeah, tell me more about uh, your Croatia experience. It was... it was it was amazing, man. It was just something. Um, it it all came and came from um, Danica and I had gone to um, Nova Scotia um, the year before, and while there, I filmed a video of just our our vacation, and at the end of it, I I ended up sending it to. Um, Nova Scotia Tourism, because I, I showed a few people, and they're like, oh, you should send it to Tourism Board. I was like, yeah, I should. That's a good idea. So I sent it, and uh, I ended up getting an email back, and they were like, oh, my gosh, we really love this, blah, blah, blah. Can we use it in our um, international ad campaign? Wow. And so they used not the whole video, but little splices of it, and I was just like, yeah, of course, and they ended up like paying me a little bit, and it was cool, and I was just like, that was awesome. Like I should do that again or try to do that from the start. Um, and so then when we were going to Croatia, I was just like, well, I'm going to reach out to the tourism board and, and see if it's, if, if it's something that they're interested in. And I just showed them the content that I create and kind of my social media following and stuff. And they were just like, yeah, this is awesome. Like, let's, let's have you make some stuff. So, yeah. so it's, it's again, one of those weird ones where you just ask and sometimes they're like, yeah, that's cool. Let's do it kind of thing. So very cool. So I'm hoping to actually do that a little bit more. Um, and, and potentially go to some other countries and try and create 
content for for countries yeah. while like traveling. Traveling is awesome. And I, then, I'm assuming you love traveling. Yes, it's of it's all one of the travels that you've done recently. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of my. That's like I think my favorite feeling of like being somewhere new, completely enveloped in this moment, and you're just you're kind of you're aware, you're very present, and you're very in the in the now because everything's so fresh. And it's like I try to to hold that mindset wherever you're going and i think that will you know you can always see something new where even when you're seeing the same place for a million times but when it's everything's completely new and there's language is different and the smells are different and the sounds are different and you're just like oh man yeah this is like turning me up you know yeah. that's that's such a cool <laughs> feeling what's your favorite traveling experience i've had a few ridiculous travel experiences well, i'll say i'll say can my I, can i just ask you to share your your Japan is Japan. Japan with yeah. Yugoson. Yes, I was gonna say that one. I think takes the cake for the most outrageous, awesome vacation of life. Um, and because it was a film project as well, it was just so awesome because it was all my favorite things, kind of again like folding into each other. Um, the Yukigasen Road to Glory film trip. It was just written like in a fantasy world. I, I just don't. I still can't believe it happened, even when I'm looking through footage and stuff. It's just, it, it's insane. So, um, yeah, we, we flew from Saskatoon to Tokyo, and and then we, we had 10 guys, two cameramen. Chad was yeah. actually one of those cameramen. Okay. And Landon, who's another gem and a great filmer. And um, and we documented this entire journey. Now, the this concept of Yuki Gossen Road to Glory was to basically film Team Canada um, going to compete at the world championships of snowball fighting in northern Japan. And the reason we called it Road to Glory, like as the tagline, was it was sort of our job to learn and, and train as the Japanese do in order to learn the secret art of snowball fighting because Yuki Gassen has been around for about 30 years and the Japanese dominate it. Wow. So they, when they brought it to Canada, it was you know a completely new sport for us. No one really knew. And I actually, to give you some Quick backstory, I entered a team in the first Canadian national tournament, which we somehow won. There was like 150 teams. It was insane. And I was like 18 at the time, um, first year, or sorry, 19 at the time, first year university. Uh, and it was just like, what is happening? Oh, my gosh. We had the chance to go to the world championships that year. We tried to raise money, didn't make it happen, and it just was kind of a bummer. But the owner of Yuki Austin Canada was like, Nathan, if you guys want to go again, you were the first team Canada ever, let me know. Like, you guys are awesome. I know you tried hard. That, that was kind of his, his like, way to, to make the, the oh, we can't go a little bit less painful. Yeah. So I was, like, always thinking of it. And it was one of those things where, honestly, for me, it was just like, when I'm a grandpa one day, I can't look back and be like, we almost went to the world championships of snowball fighting, but we didn't go. So it was like, all right, we're going to make this happen. And we kind of reassembled uh, the team and got some guys together and, and got some filmers together. And we approached companies for sponsorships. And uh, and we got we got it going. We uh, we put up a bunch of our own money, too. And uh, and we went to uh, went and, and, and filmed this entire project. So it's us in Tokyo with like you know, 10 guys and we're going to sumo wrestling, like a sumo wrestling stable. We're going um, to visit these monkeys in these monkey hot springs and they're like in the snow and I'm like handing a, a monkey a snowball and there's just, there's such gold footage and we're, 
were interviewing each other and um, you know creating this kind of documentary web series thing where we're playing exaggerated versions of ourselves. So there's this meta aspect of like we're filmmakers making a film about us making a film in <laughs> Japan, going to you know the world championships, and it's this like whole thing. And there's there's all these amazing arcs and storylines that, that that came through it, and and then. At the same time, all this stuff, we're, we're doing all these things. We're playing soccer on the rooftop in Tokyo, and we're going to these uh, judo master and doing classes. And, and almost like, uh, you know, to, to describe it was like our central theme was that everything we were doing was training for Yukigasen. We went and did karaoke at the place where Bill Murray sang karaoke <laughs> and lost in translations. Okay. And we're belting. They, they have private little karaoke rooms for people. So it's just like a small zone and, and your friends and you just belt karaoke. And in Japan, um, they just love that. Like it's just, it's a big, big thing there. And they invented karaoke. And so, we're, uh, you know, all these things are, are training elements, learning how to roll sushi so that we can learn how to roll snowballs and <laughs> learning how to snowboard in the Japao Pao so that we can become one with the Japanese snow and learn the consistency and all this stuff. So we had just day after day after day of next to no sleep because we'd be up so late interviewing everyone by, for the end of the day and then up and at them again, off for another like epic amount of adventures and finally, this whole thing crescendoed when we get to the northern island Hokkaido and we go and compete in the world championships of snowball fighting. Now, I don't want to give away too much because we are working on, on the, the whole story. So I don't want to say exactly what happened at the world championships, but it was oh, epic. And there was there were so many hilarious, funny, awesome moments. And to be with my those guys was just it was it was a dream. It was a dream come true for me, having had it for so long too. Because when I wanted to go that first year, it was just like that was we wanted to film it and and do it, and we didn't do it. So it was like it had always just been on my mind of like, oh man, one day, like please. So now, yeah, I, I think that one, especially in terms of anticipation, has to be one of the best. But um, another crazy one that was so wild was my friends and I won a dream vacation. Oh yeah. While I was in in university and this you know the Magnum ice cream bars? Yeah. Oh yeah. They had a contest called the Magnum Pleasure Quest. Design your dream vacation, the most luxurious, creative and unique trip wins. And it was on Facebook and I saw it and I was like, "Oh my gosh, what is this?" And I read into it. I was just like, "Oh, geez, this looks pretty cool." So I designed this trip um heli skiing in Chile. And I was like, that's luxurious, creative, and unique. This is awesome. And, and uh, the friends and I, um, you, you kind of entered it with, with your friends, and you, you added a little bit of the story. So I kind of just like wrote each person's piece, sent it to them. They added in their stuff, and we, we put our entry in. And then we actually made a video, too, just for the heck of it, to like try and showcase our, our idea and then maybe make our entry stand out a bit. Right. And we ended up winning. That's crazy, man. And it was so insane, man. Like it, this, this was – this one – like to say that Japan was crazy in in comparison to this one, these two are pretty neck and neck in terms of just going somewhere that you've wanted to go for so long with your best friends, and both of them involved snowboarding, which is one of my biggest passions. And um, oh, it was just helicoptering up with like my best friends, and heli heli skiing is the one of the most expensive things you can do. Like I could never afford to just go myself, so it was it was something that if we ever did do it. Number one, I, I doubt I'd have all my best friends that I grew up snowboarding with at Little Red, the tiny, tiny hill outside of PA that we grew <laughs> up where Grizzly Den was born. The fact that I got to go with all of them and do this whole thing, like, 
We flew down first class. It was just, it was insane. Yeah, like, that again, that amazing. one. It, it was. It, I can't it, wait till I can do heli skiing. You got to. You <laughs> got to go heli ski one day. Like, I think it's, I think it's a necessity to try it out one day. So that was just another, like, mind blowing thing. And again, I, I was saying this in when I was giving my speeches, like, those, like, that one was just for, the, for you know, a couple minutes of, of of reading something a little more thoroughly and being like, man, I'm going to enter this. This seems this seems cool, and you know it it worked. It was so wild, and so like those things are always cool too because you took the chance. Yeah, you kind of take a chance, and there's no there's no possibility of of any failure really. I mean, yeah. if you don't get the trip, you don't get the trip. But we did, and it was just yeah, it's. It, it's it's one of those so things. Cool. It was so it was so wild, Anthony. Like I was just like, oh man. So so when you asked, those were the two that came up. Okay. Um, man, that's so awesome. I, you know, there's always people that they wish they would win it, but then they don't even enter. So yeah. their chances are zero. Exactly. It's like you. It's Wayne Gretzky's. You miss all the shots you don't take, yeah. or whatever it is. So true. But yeah, it's it's one of those things, man. Where. Um, that one was just, I, that one was like lottery style, I felt like. But, I mean, even, you know, making the video, making yourself stand out a little bit more, those little pieces, it's like those, that those go the extra little ways. And you, it's always so amazing to me how much you, you end up getting back. Like, it's it's right. really cool. Yeah. Just by putting yourself out there a little more than, than you maybe regularly would. Right. But, yeah. It's going the extra mile. Yeah, going the, the extra, extra mile. Presentation. The extra presentation. Learn the little extra skill or learn the, you know, whatever it is and 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 try and yeah give it give it a bit more justice actually yeah yeah that one man it it's funny like there every every trip is different though too it so like those were probably the wildest um my girlfriend and I went through India and Thailand together um we backpacked that was like magical that was just like you know living on a shoestring and, and doing it. And that's my style of traveling so much more is like just really budget and, and going. And, and that was, that was amazing. Uh, I lived in a van for a few months too once. And that was so sweet. I took my camper van down to San Diego and back. Oh yeah. My buddy and I lived in it. And then we, uh, we filmed the whole thing and, uh, I've actually not finished this film. It's been, it's been one of those, like, I want to do it justice because what we did was we called it the dream journey and I ended up filming, uh, strangers and asking, what's your dream journey? Okay. And, um, we ended up capturing, uh, like my only rule for it was just whatever you're going to say, make sure it's something you really want to do. And then that was basically my plan, uh, and, and plan to, to still do once I, once I fully edit this thing is to put together all these dreams slash the fun things that we were doing, which in my dream was to kind of, and one of my dreams has always been to, to have a travel show of some sort. And I'm kind of like getting my toes wet with the tourism stuff and, and hopefully, um, you know, with the dream journey thing a bit too. But, um, yeah, it, it, it got, it got really heavy when I have all these people's dreams. Now they shared a piece of themselves with me and I'm just like, I need to do this justice. Like, I can't just like pop this out. So I want to, it's, it's one of those ones where I'm like, I need time to, to really do this. And I want to score it myself and write music for the whole okay. thing and, and, and do it really legit. So I've been kind of Sweet. simmering it. And then the Yuki Gossin stuff came up. So then that was like, okay, I'm going to put the dream journey on back burner and I know it will be done soon. 
it's just a matter of like sitting down and, and actually like making the time. But um, that was really fun because we lived in the van and it was just like that sounds like an awesome adventure. Simplistic You're all about man. the adventure. Yeah, the adventures are the ones, man. They're so fun, dude. Like if yeah, I would I would go on adventure. For the rest of my life, if I could. <laughs> well, you know, you can, and, and you can have adventures in Saskatoon. You can have adventures, like, they don't have to be luxurious, like, um, you know, or elaborate either. Like, geez, the camper van trip, I would recommend that to, to anyone. Like, you can buy on Kijiji a nice, affordable camper van. Um, I think the one Ian and I got was $2,000, and we split it. So it's, we're 50 50 owners. And we cruise down, and it's just like, Really, if you don't have a place that you're paying rent at, your rent is your gas. We didn't pay for camping once. We were parking like downtown San Francisco on the beach in the woods, wherever, and you just you got your your house with you and 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 you realize you really don't need that much stuff. That was something that was like cool to learn is like, "Oh man, I have too much stuff." So I came home and I like got rid of a bunch of it, but I still need to get rid of more of it. Like too too many clothes, too many things. It's just you know, there are certain things of obviously, you know, this film equipment you need, of course. Oh, of course. But, but uh, some stuff, Check yeah. that first. Clothes last. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> as uh, long as you have one set of clothes, you're good, right? Yeah. I, I did a little bit of backpacking, and I by the end of it, that's the kind of traveler I turned into. Yeah. Like, very minimalist. Yeah. I threw a lot of stuff out just to lighten the pack. And yeah, man. And, and doesn't it feel good? Like, it's one of those things where, I don't know why or how we're wired as humans to to hold on to so many things and i think you know maybe evolutionary it was advantageous for humans to like have stuff so that they'd be like oh well i have this so you know this is medicine we can use this or whatever it was but now it's like we can get anything that we need if we need it kind of thing so it's like yeah it's it's way more optimal i think to be to have less things less clutter you're just more more space to think and create things, you know, in in, yeah. in your in your space wherever it is. Exactly, it's cool. Which which I could see in here, man. You know, you're doing it right. Well, thank you. You got the space, like <laughs> you're putting putting places to to make things and and do things. It's it's not in enough houses, you know. Like right. everyone has their room for the TV to sit and watch and digest, you know, whatever someone else wants you to watch, and then. And no one makes like the room for this is where I make things or this is where I shoot and do podcasts and stuff. It's rad, you know. It's, it's really cool. <laughs> well, thanks, man. Yeah, I, I'm doing my best to just create as much quality content as possible. Yeah, and it's, hopefully change people's lives. Man, I think it's it, working, so. dude. You're changing my life, man. It's, it makes people think about it, and and it, you know, the the fact that that you're getting that out there to people and 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 that people are seeing you doing these things and stuff like you, you've inspired me and I can only imagine the others that you've inspired too. And I think often when we're doing things like this, you kind of sometimes can forget about that. So if there's any advice I can give you is like, know that there are a lot of people stoked on it. And even if you don't hear about it and I'm sure you do, but even if you don't there, you know, if you get one compliment from someone, there's a hundred more that, that are, have gone on said, that they're in their head, they're like, man, that's good stuff. Like he's doing cool things, right. and and I, I I think that that's something worth remembering because those are the moments where when you're up late and you're like, oh, I don't want to finish this video, and then you're like, oh, but these people are stoked in it, so you know, I'll I'll give it a go. So that that that's a like random piece of advice to to go back to like the passion or or tap back into like why did I start this in the first place? That that's something I. I like to think well, about thank it. you man i really appreciate that sure, that, that does help a lot too so yeah it's true i think about that a lot more
Yeah, man. I never thought of it that way because I see it in in other areas. Yeah. Just when it's when it's in your own little bubble, you don't really see an outside perspective. Yeah. But you yeah. can see an outside perspective on someone else, and yeah. fully, fully, and and just know that 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 same thing's happening to you, and it's like, yeah, it's it's one of those cool things, like, and, and especially now, I think more than ever, like we quantify things so much, and. It's it's unhealthy in a lot of ways. I, I I think like you know we're we're counting views and we're counting likes and we're counting these things which which yes it, it's cool because we can quantify you know the click and I I always think about it because my mom will be like my mom's in, into the social media and she's you know I think like like a lot of moms and, and it's just like you know big number one fan and 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 like we'll click things and be like oh I didn't like that I'm so sorry or something <laughs> uh, of like you know a post I'll make or something I'm like mom like yeah I don't need you to like physically like this to know that you like what I'm doing I just know that you you know love me as a human like this this side of it is is cool and stuff like no question but it sometimes we forget that there's more to it than just the views and the likes it's there's there's reaction there's people behind those things and it's like you know even if someone doesn't click it that doesn't mean that they didn't like it that they didn't physically enjoy it you exactly. know what i mean and it's like that's something to think about too is like it's getting out to even more people than you think usually and it's yeah so Another random, yeah. random. Oh, Sorry, now now I'm just spitballing random, okay. random thoughts. Okay, the coffee's man. kicking in, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, no, I, I know I don't like on my vlog, for instance. I don't have a ton of views, but every video that I put out, all the other videos go up in views as well. So yeah, I'm, you know, I I can see that in the future that I'll have a decent sized audience, dude. Again, and yeah, and, yeah, and, and like. You know, some I heard someone was talking about um, in the music industry. We were talking about um, that uh, too. It's like sometimes we we put such a such a broad value on the number, but it's like quality over quantity. Um, this this person was talking about. I was in Toronto and we were at Canadian Music Week and we were chatting with some industry guys. And this guy was talking about an artist that he works with, and she has a bunch of hardcore motorcycle fans. It was was sort of her genre music style or like or one of her big fan bases. And she doesn't do any digital. She only does hard copies, which is just unheard of. And she makes it. She does it and it, it works for her and her fans love it. And it's like she has a small niche hardcore fan base that is stoked on it. So it's like you you'd rather have that than a but you know, thousands and thousands of, of, of people that kind of like it right that are like oh well uh, you know whatever right it is it's okay you know it's 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 one of those things to to think about too quality over quantity sometimes like you know if you have people that are engaged and stoked and enjoying it and yeah like that's that's yeah worth worth a hundred people that are kind of you know happy oh whatever right you know yeah so that's something to think of too the quality of said thing which which the views and the likes never do justice exactly you know so some of the worst videos (laughs) have a ton of views which which just goes to show (laughs) it's like very arbitrary you know it's like someone sitting on a toilet scrolling Instagram and clicking like randomly on certain things, you know, it's just like, it's not like the best way to like judge yourself or like give yourself value. Like share the things that you like, that you love, that you're passionate about. And you know, if other people physically click like, that's rad. If they just 
enjoy it and view it and you get the reaction or you know evoke something that's rad too and it's like what whatever it ends up being it's 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 cool you know it's 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 a unique time where we're all just like clicked in and connected yeah. and can see what people are doing around the world and i love it it's really cool do you do you listen to jason silva at all no you should check him out man he's a really passionate speaker and and very pro-technology kind of futurism okay. uh, uh dude i'll send you some stuff he's nice. he's rad and he's jason really silva. yeah okay he's a really cool guy i'll definitely look into it and dive into his work yeah yeah i think you'll like cool. it he makes these little shots of awe videos where he'll do like little three minute like kind of big big ideas quick quick and like really flashy things um all about you know the universe or just connection through technology and you know the future and how we create our technology and how you know in, in a way technology is creating us but in in you know the the, the meta of but we created the technology to start with so in a way this is us you know this is a piece of us That's and right. he's, it's just he's, he's always he's so philosophical when he's speaking you're just like oh wow like um you know the imax is the modern day cathedral now where we'd be awed and lost in the architecture of this building now we can be awed and sort of lost into a movie or an experience and it's like it, some of the the pieces are, are pretty cool i i really like listening to them what are your thoughts on 360 videos Dude, virtual reality. You know, I, dude, I'm I'm really really excited about it. Like I, um, I read the book Rant. It's a Chuck Palahniuk video okay. uh, book, and it's um, it's by the author who wrote Fight Club, actually. Oh, nice. And he he's a really rad uh, author. You should read some of his stuff. But he um, in this uh, he talks about plugging in, and plugging in is this virtual reality form, um, and I remember reading it, and it was kind of right when I was on the cusp, this was a few years ago, when it was, I was hearing about it, so it was cool to be like, oh, this is like, you know, reading his take on sort of this like futuristic virtual reality thing, and then now as it's coming, and the 360 view videos, and and um, the the potential is just, it's it's almost too much, It's it's almost like we don't even understand the the implications and what it'll allow us to do in the future. It's it's and 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 the future is so close. That's the coolest thing about it. Like right. we're living right through we, a crazy yeah, revolution. We are. Technology. We really are. I um my dad got this cardboard um 3D virtual reality thing. It's oh, like six bucks. Or right, like yeah, and you put your phone in it. You put your phone in it and you run an uh, an app thing. And so like for me to come home and have my dad going off about three D virtual reality thing that he's got with his phone and it's just like what? Like how do you know about this stuff? Like this is amazing. <laughs> and so I'm like seeing it and you know going through this stuff and then yeah, like my, I mean my head just like swims on on potential in terms of like geez like Something that I thought would be so cool, and this is just a random thought, especially with like kind of my my travel show dream of of one day, um, like an immersive experience where you know maybe you can kind of plug out and have. I'm a big fan of like doing a ten minute little meditation or something, guided meditations and, and some of those aspects. But imagine doing sort of a, a guided meditation where you go in virtual reality wise and you're walking through Bali and you're in in Indonesia and you know, you're, you're kind of just cruising around, hands touching some leaves, and you know something where it like could almost be like a mini vacation, where you sit in your chair and you just go and experience a little something 
uh, walking down the street in India, like, you know, some of those, like, senses. Obviously, the smells won't be there in some of those, which I'm sure will be coming soon enough. But it's like, you know, to have kind of one of those little moments, like an escape or, or something I find reading, movies, television, you know, um, audiobooks, all podcasts, they're, they're all kind of unique ways of, of not escape, but, but tapping into someone else's reality for a little moment in time, you know, whether it was the filmmaker or the, the person speaking on the podcast and stuff. So I, I think like the ability to tap in will almost get into that next degree where you're just, you're in it, you're seeing what he sees. And I even see it like, you know, the POV stuff with your, um, magic tricks where you're showing your hands and stuff, right? Like, that with the 3D stuff where you can kind of have the peripherals and, and then added. That would be really cool. Right? Like actually I, be able to move around. You could be able to move around and see what's going on behind and stuff. So it's, I think it's going to be really cool to see kind of in the next. The evolution of all yeah, this. Yeah. I, I mean, there's, there's just there's <laughs> millions of, of cool things. But, yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I've never recorded with the 360 uh, cam, so I don't know a ton about it, but. I've always been like, ooh, man, maybe yeah. I should. It's kind of a random cash. question, but I just. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I'm, I'm stoked on it, man. I think there's going to be some cool stuff. And I don't know if you saw the Hardcore Henry movie or the trailer for it. Nope. Full film shot POV. Yeah. Um, and you're apparently this person and um, you can't speak, but you're in like this. It's like an action thing and you like wake up and you're kind of like a mechanical superhuman and it's very action focused. And it, it got really good reviews. I haven't actually watched the movie, but. Again, it's just like pushing the boundaries. It's going to allow for more pieces to just get added to the submersion of media where you're like in a moment and you're just actually in the moment. So, yeah, interesting. I'm glad you brought that up. I, I think that it's so cool. So much potential. I think that old film will always have a, a place in my heart too, though, of course. Like, yeah, I, it's not I, going anywhere. No, I, I, I think that that, like, you know, square – it's all different perspectives. It's really what you want. It's the same with like, you know, drawing on a piece of paper is always going to still be a thing, even though there's 3D modeling and stuff now too online. You're still going to have those. They, they, they both serve a purpose. So it'll, it'll be they cool. They tell stories in different ways. and They tell stories in different ways. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. And that brings me to, I think, maybe the final question. Yeah. I just would like you to share with us your favorite story. Oh, favorite story, man. I have a few few favorite stories, but I'm going to think about this one really quick here. No problem. Um hmm. I just yeah, I'm trying to think. I'll tell you a travel story. Okay. Well, actually, you know what? I'll tell a story that I've never told before, which is a brand new story that happened a, a few days ago, and this was insane, and this will be a cool way to wrap. Um about this new job that I just got. Okay. So, I'm sitting on my computer, and uh, I end up getting a Facebook message um, from Sarah uh, Franti, who's Michael Franti's wife. And she's from Saskatoon here, and Michael Franti and the Spearheads are uh, an amazing act. They've come and played at Jazz Fest a few times. He's a musician I really look up to. He's a very positive guy, very just just an awesome dude. And, and, and I don't know him that well, but you know, I've, I've seen him and, um, we ended up meeting, uh, at this yoga thing in town. Um, when she was back for this do it for the love foundation, they own this, this foundation where they basically help to get, um, children who have an illness or something, uh, a chance to go and, and see a, a musician that they really want to see. So it's sort of like, you know, like make a wish, um, style thing. 
And um, yeah, we, we met and they were really cool and, and just kind of chatted a bit. And that was that. And then I got a Facebook message literally like three days ago asking um, if I would be interested in being the tour photographer for Michael Franti's tour. That's awesome. All through the States. So I'm like, well, you know, I, I can shoot photos. I, I, I love shooting photos, but I've never, like, focused on it a bunch. I usually do focus more on video. So I said, well, you know, they, I do more video stuff, but, you know, what, what are you guys looking for? Like, I can definitely do photos, too, if you need. And then they were like, oh, well, we're looking for kind of social media stuff, short videos of the tour, kind of that kind of thing. And I'm just like, oh, well, like, that's my jam, like that. That sounds so crazy. So, like, you know, let me know, kind of thing. And there, she was just like, "Yeah, well, you know, we'll uh, we'll see. We'll see if we can make the Canadian visa thing work." And then, literally yesterday, I got a phone call, and it was Michael Franti, and he called, and he's like, "Dude, so you, you know, you in? You you want to come and 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 do this 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 thing?" So I'm just like. Yes, like this is amazing. I think both like music-wise to watch him and see how he does the thing and video-wise to be able to be immersed in it and stuff. So it's just like, it's literally just you know a dream job for me. And I'm just like, yeah, dude, like for sure. And, and then it was like, when? And he's like, uh, when are we? Uh, it's July, uh, July 15th. And I'm just like, man, like that is next week. Like, oh my gosh, really? And so... Now I'm rolling next week. I fly to New York and I get on their tour bus and we're touring all through the States, like almost That's every so day cool, doing man. a show. And I'm going to be filming, doing social media, periscoping for him, doing like live Facebook videos, Snapchat stuff. Like I'm just basically going to bring as much as I can to the table to help tell the story of, awesome, of his man. tour. And it's like, it was one of those wild things where I'm just like, dude, this is this is insane. Like, this is, I still don't really believe it, and and that's actually why I want to go and like learn some of these new tools, some of the After Effects and stuff, just because I want to have my stuff set up. Because Michael actually makes videos too. He's a bit of a filmmaker too. So okay. when I when I started researching him a bit, I'm just like, man, you're like just like me, dude. You like music. You like the videos. You're so great. So it's like, you know, he's like, I think such a cool dude to hopefully like be a mentor and like to learn from and, and just be around. He's like a really positive cat. So it's like, I'm yeah, right now just smitten. And, and man, that is amazing. You're going to learn so much on that I know, trip. Like, I know. It's it's wild, man. and I'm gonna be editing daily videos. I assume so. I'm gonna be with you in the edit room. <laughs> yes. We can we can text back and forth when when we need some inspiration to get through it. <laughs> man, this is so cool. Oh, that's that pairs so well with everything that you do, plus your music. Man, yeah. This... So it's 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 so wild, man. It was it was honestly just like, in again, like you know, it when when we were chatting, it was like. It was interesting to see where some of the stuff had come from, and um, I think Sara had seen some of the Croatia videos and stuff, and maybe had shown them. And I don't, I don't know exactly the whole story, but um, it just goes to show, like, just putting your stuff out there is gonna allow more eyes to see it, and you don't know whose eyes are gonna see it. At the end of the day, you just don't know, like. Who knows if, I don't know who your magician, big, you know, David Blaine or, you know, right. someone, right? Like someone <laughs> sees it and they're just like, this guy's the guy. Like, let's get him down here. Or, you know, whoever. Like, it, 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 it's just like, if you're not putting it out there, you'll never know. And, you know, I'm 
yeah, I, I guess as, as I've had so many lucky, crazy opportunities, and and most of them have 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 just been this style of like, what? Wow! Like, and you know, I work hard at the things I do, and I I put my time into them, and then the payback is is wild. Like, and just like in 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 forms of opportunity, I think, and it it's it's yeah, it's I'm still kind of. Yeah, sorry, I sound a little. This is really cool. It's it's so wild, man. I'm still I'm still processing it all, but I'm I'm excited. So I leave next week, and so I like just ordered some new film gear, and I'm trying to like make sure it gets here in time so that I'm like ready the for this thing. Perfect timing then for, yeah. for this. It's, this yeah. is awesome. Man. It worked out so good. And then when you <laughs> messaged, I was just like, yes. Yeah. So we have wanted to chat for so long, and I'm going to make this happen, make this a priority. So it it was really cool to to chat with you and to get to know you and. I'm honored to be on the podcast, man. I saw the list of legends that have been on there. I'm just like, geez, dude, thank you. This now marks the end of the first part of this two-part podcast episode. Part two will begin in a moment, and it will continue on after Nathan Thone's experience in the States touring and Europe touring too. Like, okay, I'm going to stop giving spoilers and just allow you to experience this for yourself. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is now... Part two. All right. Yeah. Nathan, what's up, man? How's it going, Anthony? Pretty good. Thanks so much for coming out. and uh, Happy know. to be here, man. Happy to be here again. So right now, I guess while people are listening, they it's jumping instantly to now. We've time so, traveled. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> exactly. So you just, in the last episode, we just left off with them hearing about you just about to leave on your ad adventure with uh yeah with michael that's yeah. so that's so wild to think of this yeah i love video and that you can cut from boom and now we're like four or five months ahead yeah. i forget how how I, long i it think was. it was august yeah is when and it's march recorded. now so yeah it's yeah. been a minute it's been it's a minute been a little <laughs> bit. but you know it's uh i think it's better late than never right totally no so. I, and and there, a lot has happened in that time so yeah we chatted and yeah right after i think in a, a few days after that i went uh got on a plane and it was my first uh time ever going to new york and uh got got into town and took a cab down to like downtown times square um very home alone 2-esque like ripping with my head out the cab like looking around at new york just being like wow this is such a this is the city man this is nice. like this is a huge huge place and it was just yeah there's so much energy it was so wild and i was just thinking like i you know i had my bag packed and i was like gonna go meet this dude and like jump on a tour bus with him for the next like couple months here and it was just <laughs> like all right like here we go I'm coming to be a tour videographer, social media photographer, dude. And that, that was kind of all I knew. Like the job description was very loose. And I had chatted with Michael once before uh, on the phone, kind of just like, yeah, man, it's going to be really red. And, you know, <laughs> we'll be shooting stuff. And I'm like, yeah, dude, that, that sounds great. Like I'm super in. And then, yeah, I rolled up and got to the venue. He was playing at the PlayStation Theater. And that is um, – trying to remember capacity on it, but – it's a bigger venue. I think about like maybe like six or seven thousand, like quite a large. He's got a big following in New York, that, obviously. Okay, New York, yeah. Yeah, okay. and 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 so I'm downtown, like Times Square, going to the thing. I got my bag, like literally my life on my back. I got my camera bag and my like suitcase, and I like get into the venue. I'm kind of looking around. It's just like okay, like you know, go to the door guy. And I'm like, hey, I'm the tour 
videographer photographer first time saying that you know like, and guys like okay yeah well you can like come through here and get in kind of like get into the back green room area and the stage is just wild and they're setting everything up and all the like um his tech guys are like doing everything and it's it's he he puts on a big show i mean like it's it's not like a small feat they've got so much gear they've got huge banners and they're setting up this b stage out in the audience and they've got like wireless everything and so there's lots of stuff lots of work goes into it and so i kind of like fumble in with my camera bag and thing and i like walk in and i'm like dragging my like wheelie suitcase and i like dragged it over like a uh, extension cord and i remember i forget who it was one of the tech dudes it's like maybe it was todd it's just like no you don't put your bags over the cables and i was like oh sorry man like i just like so so bad and just i'm like trying to feel out this vibe and i'm like oh man nathan what are you doing dude and uh so i get to the back and i go to like charge up my gear and michael was actually off doing an interview at the time so i hadn't met him yet and hadn't met really any of the band and then sort of one by one kind of the the band started rolling in kind of they were all hanging out in new york doing their thing so get to kind of meet all these different guys and there's they're all just such cool characters and they've you know they've been on the road for like a lot of them like you know michael in particular 26 years he's been performing oh, live really? music damn like tour That's life a long time yeah so so these guys are just seasoned vets you know they know exactly what they're doing and they're just you know they're 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 good to go and and we we all kind of get to talking and then michael comes back he just finished doing this like big um he was on billboard and then he was on another like huge media thing doing some like live facebook video thing and then yeah so he's just like finished like you know six or seven interviews and so i'm thinking oh this this guy's got to be like pretty juiced and comes in super excited he's just chatting he's like man there's a bunch of like there's all these fans waiting outside at the thing he's like man what's up bro like yeah dude and kind of just instantly he's like dude should we go out and like shoot these guys there's like bit, like you know a big crowd kind of forming we can go like i'll grab my guitar we'll go play him some songs and so i'm just instantly like yeah let me like get my stuff and we like get it out and <laughs> rip out we start shooting this like web series that ends up uh making these fronty fridays which were like you know we ended up shooting a few of them of these kind of like short everyone out like enjoying it and just michael being the character fun loving dude he is and like you know chatting with his fans and playing tunes and just comedic kind of stuff and so he's off and like he's barefoot running through times square new york and we're cruising around i'm filming him and like people are just coming up from all angles being like michael michael you know and i'm just like instantly thrown into this and like down i'm just like whoa this is wild so that goes on for like so long and 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 then we like come back in and then he does like maybe like three or four more interviews with some other people then he has um this meet and greet thing go on where like fans will pay extra to come and meet him so they they come down and like we have like a meet and greet with them i'm taking pictures i'm kind of doing my thing then he has a, a foundation that he runs do it for the love where he brings um like basically it's all about the, they believe in the healing power of music so it's kind of like a make a wish foundation but for concerts okay so if someone's sick or you know a kid's ill he'll reach out and basically like set them up to see the artist of their dreams to see nice. a show Very and cool. um so a lot of the people like you know they everything beyonce jay-z like you know wherever wh whoever they want to see they'll, they'll set it up and um, these kids wanted to see michael so they were there and and both of the kids were actually um special needs children and they're the nicest like most awesome kids so michael hangs out with them plays them each a song he's like hanging out he's just did like you know, in total, I think like 10 interviews and we shot this like web series thing out in the thing. So 
then it's like showtime and I'm like, holy smokes, like this guy is like vibrating like at a <laughs> level that I've like not witnessed. He goes out, kills the show, like actually probably the best performer I've ever seen. Like he captivates audiences and not with fire and pyrotechnics and expensive stuff, just heart and soul like storytelling and like connecting with people and and, and all of it it's all so real you know it's he's the most authentic cat i've ever met and like just pours it out such an amazing show i'm just like my mind is blown i'm just like holy smokes like this is wild then he hangs out and takes like probably like two to three thousand photos with like all of the fans who like hung out at the end of the show he like goes to the front and stage and he's hanging out with everyone i'm like you know taking selfies for these guys and like taking pictures for them and stuff and so <laughs> that that ended up becoming like at the end of every show we'd always kind of crush out this like get a picture for all the fans that want to take a picture and he, he'd, he'd hang out there for usually like an hour sometimes almost two hours Man, that's, just that's smart though signing stuff and they're posting that on social media immediately after totally totally but it, I, I I truly think for him it's even it's less about that and it's more about he's just like man these are the guys that came out you know I want to connect right. with them and so many artists at his level are just like I'm out you know I gave you the show and I'm gone you know like maybe you get like a signed thing come to an official signing or something but yeah Michael's just out there hanging with these guys and um, so I'm like okay this guy must be exhausted right like it's almost like probably two in the morning now by this point we just finished you know however many hours of shooting and interviewing and talking and a full show and high energy show like he's sprinting around barefoot into the crowd he's running around in the crowd for like half the show <laughs> so i'm thinking like all right like you know this guy's this guy's done and then he goes hey man we should go shoot a music video <laughs> and i'm like yeah dude like let's go shoot a music video man like all right and so all of a sudden we're like down back to times square we're out and like michael's barefoot cruising through new york like we're filming this music video we get some like performance takes for this video and and that like you know i think we we loaded onto the bus maybe about four in the morning that night i get into my cubby which my bunk would be about the size of this couch actually that was kind of like where my headquarters work so this like bunk bed style like a curtain across and you're just in like a little zone okay and I cozied in and I was like, holy smokes, this is it. Like, this is what I'm going to be doing. Like, this, it was just so surreal. Obviously, I was like editing. Actually, I like cruised in and then would just, you know, start editing for, for a few hours kind of thing. And and that that sort of set the tone for like the rest of the adventure. Like, it was just so wild, man. Like, every, every day waking up because the tour bus would drive through the night and get us to the next venue. And then we wake up and it was like, all right, I'm in a new town place i've never been uh you know boston i think was the second stop and in boston michael played for i think like thirty thousand people out at this like park and and uh it was this big festival uh, the commons park festival i can't can't remember the name but you know it it, it it just kept going it just kept being more wild and and yeah we just we just really connected and i was like really and and still am so fortunate for for everything that that michael's given me he's just like really rad down-to-earth cat that's extremely creative and uh and has followed his dreams in like every single aspect you know like he's a musician and he's a filmmaker and he's a humanitarian and uh, a real go-getter and just like everything he does he does it full of love and comes from you know like a, a really good place and and something for me that i like instantly was just like man like he's he's hitting all of these things on the head that i really like and 
it actually was funny. It almost felt like a long lost brother of mine or something because it's like obviously we don't look a thing like each other. He's like six eight, <laughs> dreadlocks. Is and, he that tall? Yeah, he's big dude, really big dude. I never would have guessed. Yeah, he's like, massive. I've seen him live a few times, but yeah, I guess it's big tall. boy, and he's barefoot all the time too. So like he's towering over everyone barefoot, <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, okay, yeah, like and so. But it was so funny. Like I mean, obviously I'm a musician and and filmmaker as well, and and strive to be and. Um, and then it, it would just be like one thing after another, like these similarities popping up, just like, you know, like some of our favorite foods, some of the, you know, I was talking about snowboarding. He's like, oh, dude, I love snowboarding. I was like, really? That's crazy, man. Like and it's one thing after another. And then uh, I was coloring this uh, video that we were working on and I was telling him, I was like, I'm always like worried about color correcting because I'm actually colorblind. And uh, and he goes, oh man, I'm colorblind too, and I'm just like, dude, this is <laughs> getting ridiculous. Yeah, like it, something in the stars was written for us to connect, but but yeah, we we had a time. I mean, the the tour life was so so intense. Like it's just like you're in a different spot, you're in a different place. There's new venues. There's you know, shooting going on. There's photos. There's media, and it's just you know a big show every night, and and you know you. You're trying out new foods. You're meeting new people, and Michael's friends with all these wild people. So it was just, yeah, it was it was such a cool thing, man. I think all in all, like I'm trying to think of some of the highlights, man. Like there were so many moments that that just blew my mind. Like it, it was just daily occurrence of just like, whoa, oh man. Like <laughs> went to Red Rocks, for example. Red Rocks is like the most ridiculous venue, and and actually is one. So they had a contest that was like the venue of the year and Red Rocks won it so many times in a row that they basically said, okay, let's just start calling it the Red Rocks award and give it to the <laughs> second best venue kind of thing. Cause they just had it locked down. It's in cut. It's in Colorado. It's cut between these two huge mountains, natural amphitheater. And it's just wild. Like if you've seen pictures, you'd probably, um, you know, recognize it. It's one of the most it's iconic, iconic okay. venues there is. And Michael like sold it out like at like ten thousand people or whatever, and I'm just like there, like holy smokes! And we go, he's like, I want to show you something, and and that's what's so rad about Michael is he's like he's really like you know energetic, um, kind of creative person, restless creative, always wants to be making stuff, but always like takes the moment and be like, you know, I want to show you this, Nathan. Like, let's go check this out, kind of thing. And so we like go into this tunnel. And he's like, look at these names, man. And starts kind of like pointing out these these names written on this back kind of wall that goes into where the soundboard is. And you feel like you're in a James Bond movie because it's literally carved into the rocks. The green room, the like area where the artists hang out and like the kitchen zone. There's like raw like red rock kind of just sticking out with like some like walled areas because they blasted into this mountain to That's make sweet. this this area. So you, you, you feel like you're in this James Bond thing. And then you start looking at these signatures and it's like Bob Dylan, John Lennon, like just starts, you, you're just like, no, what? And, and the photos of like the Beatles playing there and like every crazy artist ever, like if, you know, if you went to the States, you'd play Red Rocks because that's just like, you got to play Red Rocks kind of thing. So it was just, it was just so wild to see that and be like, wow, like, Look at all the amazing people that have been here that have changed so many people's lives and have just wrote their wrote their name on this so wall cool, and I'm man. standing here and like yeah you, it was humbling man I was like dude there's so much so much energy in this place and you could feel it and then uh, you well, know what I think is gonna be the coolest thing 
is that because of our conversation here is going on the internet. Yeah. You're going to be able to pull this clip years in the future. <laughs> yeah. When you're pl actually playing there. <laughs> you know? And you'll be able to call back Dude, the moment of like just thinking about, about being there, you know? Man. Well, that it's funny you say that because that was kind of like um, Michael. It, it just sort of like my job just kept evolving. Like from the first day, it was like, oh, dude, let's shoot some music videos. Oh, dude, let's do some of this stuff. And then we ended up making like some amazing music videos that I'm like really, really proud of and, and so excited to like have gotten to work with Michael and create these things with him. And um, one's actually released. You can check out. And then another one that we, we shot in Turkey later um, uh, and across Europe was, is like also really, really rad. And um, but anyways, we're, we're at Red Rocks and um, he had asked me to start emceeing for him. So I started like introducing him at the shows because I just, you know, I was like talkative dude. And he was just like, why don't you like introduce me at the thing? I was like, sure, dude. So I'm, I'm on the microphone, just like, give it up for Michael Fronti and Spirit and like getting the crowd pumped up and, and this whole thing, you know, and, and, and every day I'm just like adding, you know, another little thing to it. And um, then it was Red Rocks and I'm like going to introduce Michael at Red Rocks on the microphone. And so I like stand out. And there's just like a wall of humans, like huge, huge amphitheater. There's rocks on both sides. Like it's one of the craziest views as the artist, I think, that you could ever have. And uh, and I'm like pumping it up and I'm getting it going. Actually, right before I was walking on the stage, I was like standing there holding the microphone, looking at all the people. And I just like planted a little seed on the stage. And I was just like, one day I'm going to come out here and I'm going to sing. I'm gonna sing to these people like one day and just sort of like set it there and then went out and like got them all like so stoked up and then we shot the show and it was like michael killed it it was so awesome and just yeah it was like oh it was it was insane it was so insane man that's so such an awesome story dude yeah i can't wait to, to see you guys playing there yeah dude the future, what man. one day man bombargo i I've, I've told the boys about the story and stuff and they were all pretty excited about the the seed so we've been we've been watering it every day and we're we're actually setting up for our show may 5th um we're releasing our new record at o'brien's event center so if this is out by then and this will be out later today there we go. In so, its completion. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, yeah, and you guys should come out to uh, the show. It's going to be a really fun time. We're releasing our brand new record. Uh, we've got We Were Lovers, Castle River, um, Sammy Lee Fulkerson, and then Underline's going to be playing some music as you come in. They're really rad, like little six-piece. And uh, our band, for the first time, ever since I started the band, I was always like really, really, really wanting horns and keys. Like I could like couple you know james brown and lee fields and some of these dudes obviously have just been like legendary heroes for me and uh and yeah so this show we're gonna make it happen we're getting the full horn line Sweet. and keys with it so we're doing like bombargo like you've never seen before and we've got some brand new songs and then obviously a lot of songs off of our new album as well and yeah it's gonna be a really ridiculous time we're just going all out and it's an all ages show which i'm really excited about too because there's just I feel like there's not enough like live music for kids to go and check out. Right. And uh, and that was something like we really wanted to start focusing on is like getting kids stoked on like creating and recognizing that like this is possible and something for our band like from Spenny and I's point of view especially, um, my guitar player, is like we both kind of like picked this up quite recently. Like we've all, we kind of dabbled a little bit with, with, with music, but had never been in a band before, never really pursued a project. And now we've been like, you know, just really putting lots of time and energy into it. And I'll, I'll have kids come up and be like, wow, dude, like, 
Yeah, I, I want to do that. And I'm like, you can. Man, you can do it better than I can because I just started this like two years ago. So it's it's like to me, the more kids and the more people that we can get stoked up on, you know, following their passions and their dreams. It's like that's that's the ticket. That's the like why I think behind the music. So so I'm really excited for it to be an all ages show. And I think it's going to be a really, really bumping time. I'm so down for that. Yeah, you should come it's up. And great. if you get a there. ticket, um, you also get a free copy of the record. Oh, nice. So That's we, a great deal. Yeah. Yeah. So we, well, we were thinking about it and I'm just like, you know, in, in today's day and age, there's so much ways to receive music with streaming and everything else. And I was like, man, if we can like, if someone comes out to the show, I feel like they deserve a record, you know? And like, then they can take that home and they can listen to it on Spotify and stuff too. So it's like, I'd, I'd really like for those people that come out to support us for this big show to, to go home with something that they're like, yeah, got, I got a record, you know, I like, like that, sweet. Man. So, so yeah, it, it, it's going to be a really fun time and, and yeah, we're, we're looking forward to a huge, I really like that. I <clears throat> just recently for my shows, when I'm recording them, I've just been giving out the copy of the show for free. Yeah. Cause I used to charge for it, but now I just, just have it. Dude. And I, I think now more than ever, it's kind of like, it's interesting because obviously, you know, as a, you know, a creative person, um, your talents are, are worth it's your time right and and yeah. so you know you know that obviously we need to make enough money that we can like sustain ourselves and eat and cover rent and all the things but there's certain pieces that i feel like you know obviously for us like recording music costs so much and going to the studio and everything like it's it's huge dollars it's not cheap but i think that the value that you get by giving it away in some ways is that you can hopefully reach more people and then potentially get more ticket sales or get more people coming out you know like it's almost like a shift where i look at it as like the content itself is sort of like for the people and and like the movies or the music like especially now it sort of feels like it's kind of just it's out there for people to kind of enjoy and it's up to you almost to like make a means of like you know either like say for your magic and stuff like going to these events and doing the magic there right but then maybe the like promo or like you know the the gift to everyone is the gift of like seeing your vlog seeing those videos of like you know some tricks and stuff that get people like hey man that was so rad i want to get this dude to come and do our private event or whatever right like exactly and that's what happens like totally you never know when your next gig will happen or who it will come from yeah you know, yeah, it's so interesting. It man. could just be someone at a coffee shop, even you oh. know, just right in front of you. Yeah, and you just strike a conversation, dude. You never know. Exactly, man. Exactly. What's his? Uh, Dan Aykroyd was this comedian, and he talked about it was before he had blown up and uh, and done any movies or anything, and he was like chatting with some couple or something at a restaurant, and he you know, it was talking about his show and something else. And then he walked away with a friend and the friend was like, geez, man, like that, those guys are definitely coming to the show. And he was just like, I'm always selling tickets is what he said. Like, I'm always like selling tickets. And, and it was interesting. I mean, in some ways I was sort of like, okay, like you don't want to like be like pushy, you know, with, with, with anything. But I think when you truly believe in what you're doing, it's, it's not so much you're trying to sell tickets. You're, you're more than anything trying to like get people to come see what you're doing. Right. Like be like, you know, man, I'm, I'm making this music or I'm making these films or I'm doing this like insane magic trick shows and I want you to see it. And I think that's the beauty of art is that we just, we want to get a reaction from people. I think it's like, what, what does this make you feel like? What does this, what does this do to you? You know, is this, 
is this good? Is this bad? And, and I think at the end of the day for a lot of creatives, you know, you want to make people feel good or you want to like, you know, make people feel something. Right. And that's, that's kind of the reward in some ways. It's, it's, yeah, it's a really interesting thing. So what's one of the biggest things that you learned on your journey with Michael Franti that you're going to be bringing back with you in your own ventures? I think, man, there's so much. I, that, that was every morning when I woke up, I said to myself, I like physically said to myself, I'm going to learn something new today. And, and I did, I, I think every single day, like whether it was Michael saying, Hey man, can we do something like this? And me being like, yeah, I mean, I have no idea how to do that, but we'll figure out how to do that and I'll do it, you know? And, and so trusting your ability to learn was something huge. And, and Michael is like, so trusting of individuals. He's very much like put in your cord and like, you know, I trust that you can do it good. And, and that was like heavy and, and awesome in a lot of ways. Cause it makes you go, okay, well, like if he thinks I can do it, I can do it, you know? And then, and being able to sort of like stir up that confidence in yourself to, to try something new, to learn something new and, and on the fly and, and, uh, you know, trying to like, carve it in I that was that was something huge just learning to learn and being okay to like be brand new at something and and give it a go right like he's that's that's how great things happen I think is when you get out of your comfort zone and you just like try it out exactly maybe it's gonna suck but you'll know and then you move on right it's like the worst thing would be to think about doing something and then not do it so that was huge um how long was it for well it was it's, it's kind of been this ongoing thing actually because we went the States was about two months total okay. and, um, and the stars really aligned on, uh, you know, me having like a little break where I went and shot uh, a video with my partner, uh, Tyler Maltman up at this uh, flying fishing camp. And it just like stars aligned so perfectly. And then on that tour, um, Michael was like, dude, would you want to come cover Europe? Cause he was doing a Europe tour like after. And I was just like, yeah, man, like for sure, dude, are you kidding me? Like, yes. And so, you know, we ended up going and doing that. And that's where we shot this music video out there. And, you know, I got to, I had never been to any of these countries. I think we visited like nine countries Damn. in total. And it was you know, just wild being in Europe with Michael on a double decker bus cruising through Europe. Like the tour bus in Europe was insane. It was so cool. Like the, the one in the States was really awesome too, but the double decker bus and the guy who was driving our bus had drove for like Bowie and like all these other wild, like he had drove all through the seventies and early 60s or late 60s um so sick <laughs> so this guy just had stories right and so that was that whole thing was wild and then uh and then I, when i got home he actually asked again like hey man would you be interested in in shooting he owns a yoga um retreat and hotel in bali and uh, that he built like himself and like you know basically funded on credit cards and uh and and tours like he was just like you know built this dream and and like really like made it what it, you know carved it out himself in, in so many ways and and it's like yeah the, all these all these moments and everything was just yeah it was so it was so wild to look back on it and think like man you know we made all this cool stuff and we created all these amazing things and yeah so in, in total i guess now it's been like almost four well I've worked with them on and off this whole time for like kind of since, since August since there, like, yeah, yeah, because now I still have all this footage and, and photos and I, I kind of continuously get, Hey man, can we put together like a little 30 second ad for this next tour and stuff? And, um, 
we've we've been talking about me potentially doing some more stuff too, obviously, and I'm trying to work it out. My my only thing is I love working with Michael and want to do as much as I can with him. But when I'm gone, our band doesn't get to do as much stuff. So um, it's a balance for me of making sure that I'm like, you know, a my band's going on tour in May, and and Michael's very supportive of that, and he's just like, yeah, dude, like that's that's the raddest thing too about him is he gets that I'm like my dream is like the musician stuff and the filmmaking stuff. So I'm you know trying to do both and. And seeing Michael, I get to see that that's one of the biggest lessons I learned from Michael is that I would always kind of like be hard on myself that I like doing so many things. Like I was like, okay, Nathan, like maybe you just got to like drop a few things and just focus on this, you know? And when I met Michael and started seeing the way he did it, I was like, no, I don't. Like I really don't have to drop stuff. I just need to like get clear on why I'm doing these things so that I have the enthusiasm and motivation to do them. And if it's, you know, traveling, if it's making films, if it's making music, if it's, you know, running a business, like whatever it is, I look at Michael and I'm like, this dude's doing so many different things. Like he's made, like he just finished making this amazing film about changing the world, um, like ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And it's, it's, fantastic and he just released his soul rocker record and he's doing this and then he's got his do it for the love foundation and it's like he's got so much going you got to see how he balances it all and and you get to get an understanding of the way he does it and and i think the trick is a michael's just like a really energetic dude but the reason he's energetic i think is because he loves all the things he's doing and he said it to me before he's like when we were cutting you know we'd be cutting videos till like eight in the morning and uh and you know he just he just goes right he'd be there with you yeah yeah yeah, he's in there the whole time like he he loves that stuff and uh and we're we're cutting this thing and you know i'm like you know always asking him like trying to get nuggets of wisdom and stuff I'm like how do you keep it going you know and he's like it's because i love doing this man like put me in front of a spreadsheet i'm done in 10 minutes like i'm exhausted you know but like put me in front of like this canvas of us making a movie here or us making a music video or us, you know, recording a tune. And, and I'm so into it that time, time doesn't exist anymore. I'm just in it. And I think that's, you know, that's it. And, and truthfully also a balance, like Michael does make sure that he's balancing it with uh, his wife, Sarah, and making sure that he's having time with her and stuff. And, and I really respect and love how he does that because you, you see that their relationship is a really awesome relationship. And it's something I strive for with me and Danica as well to, to make sure that, you know, sometimes the, the super late nights of, of cutting and editing and writing and recording and everything, it's, it's hard. And you got to make sure that you, you put the time in with your loved ones too. And so I, I love how Michael does that. He balances it where he's, you know, he's doing all this stuff, but then he's also like, now I'm going to kick it with my wife and like go hang out. And in Europe, it was so fun because we were, you know, we were shooting this music video and we were really intense. And then we just take a day and like, we're going to go check out Paris today. We're going to cruise around and do, you know, take, take in the sights and just enjoy it. And like, there, there are so many moments and, and so fortunately, Michael actually allowed me to bring Danica both to the States for a chunk of time um, with Sara. So um, his wife and, and my partner, Danica, got got along really great and become awesome friends. Yeah, and that's awesome. And so so she came down and, and like that was obviously the hardest thing being away from her. And all of a sudden we get to to get this going now. And, and then um, in Europe, she actually came out to Europe for uh, for a good chunk of it as well. And we celebrated our, our fifth uh, year anniversary there together. Congratulations. Is, thank you, man. man. That's so awesome. Yeah. So it was, you know, something that I like and, and that's something I've always thought of. 
and I, I've always like been worried of it because I'll say like we got to enjoy the journey. It, it needs to, you know, I'm not saying it's not going to be difficult and it's not going to be hard and it's not going to be a ton of work, but like if we're striving for something and this whole way we're getting there is painful, then no matter what we get to, it's not going to be worth it, right. in my opinion. And, and, and seeing Michael, that reaffirmed that for me. It's like, dude works hard. Dude works harder than anyone I know. But when he's working hard, he's enjoying it. And, and, and that's something that I always try and like, you know, be conscious of, like even, you know, cutting videos or, or editing photos or whatever, you know, some of the more things where you kind of get into a, like a, oh, this is a lot of work. And it's just like, no, Nathan, this is a gift that you have the time to be creating things right now and, and working towards your dreams. Like this is not work in a lot of ways. It's really, you know, it's not, yeah, it's, it's not at all. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a gift that I, the yeah, end. So seeing Michael doing that and yeah, just his ability to carve time. I think that's because he's been on the road for like 26 years. I've always been a guy that's like, let me sit down. Let me get my glass of tea. Let me get my laptop. Okay, boom. I'm going to lock in and edit, you know, and like really have kind of a structure a little bit more. Michael is, he doesn't have the office on the road. He's ripping venue to venue to venue and making music videos and recording new songs and doing everything all on the fly. So we'd be like in a cab cutting videos, you know, cabs become offices, uh, back like hotel little rooms and like like backstage dressing rooms and everything. It all became, you know, become a recording studio all of a sudden, like every space, every slot of time you have, it's usable. And like, you know, if you're using it towards like creating the things you're loving, it's like, why wouldn't you, you know, it's like, yeah. So, so that was something I, it, it took me a little bit. Cause I was like, it was completely out of my nature to, or it was not, not in my regular style of editing to be like, you know, like bumping around in a cab trying to put this thing together. But like, when I look back on it now, it's just like, man, it's a good thing that we did all those things. Cause it allowed us to get that much further, that much far, like quicker. And, and we didn't have any times where it was like, Oh, I got a nice day at a, in a cozy office to do stuff. You know, it's like, no man, we're, we're on the fly. We're like, you know, you're, you're in the hot seat kind of all the Going time. So high energy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so get, like utilizing the time you have, I think that was really important and just loving what you're doing, man. Like, the, yeah, yeah. I feel like I learned so much. I, I don't know. I, I, the biggest takeaway I think would be, yeah, just to love what you're doing, man. Because if you love what you're doing, you're going to be successful. And your definition of success is going to vary and whatever, but my, my definition of it is just to, to be happy and to feel fulfilled and to hopefully be making a difference in people's lives. And, and if you're doing those things, what else matters? You know, like I could die tomorrow and like, if I do, that would be the biggest bummer. But if I feel like I did the things that I was, you know, hoping to do and, and help help folks out and make, make people laugh and entertain people and create music that can make people feel a certain way or inspire them to, to want to make some of their own stuff. And then I did it, you know, and then I did what I, what I hope to do. And that's, 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 yeah. Awesome. Cool. Man. So you're already successful. Yeah. Like in, in, in my eyes. And I, I like, you know, I, do you think uh, that's important for people to, to know is like, as long as you're continuing towards your goal, like you're, you're currently successful. Or yeah. do you think there should be, you know, a, a level where once you reach that, that success or should be the whole thing? I think it has to be the whole thing. I think that you need to set goals because 
I don't want you to be, you know, I, I don't want to become complacent. I don't want to say like, well, I've already reached this, this zone and I'm good now. And, and that's, that's it. And, you know, cause that's when you can become lazy or you can, you know, start, start sort of resting on your, your laurels of like, oh, well, I've done all this stuff. So I'm good. I definitely don't think that you should ever feel like, you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm done, you know, but, um, I do think that you need to be, be feeling like you're making progress as you're going and, and, and definitely setting goals and setting dreams and, 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 you know, putting kind of benchmarks out there of, you know, the way, uh, things that you want to accomplish and, and almost more than the things that you want to accomplish, I think setting the benchmarks of the way you want to feel, you know, cause it's like, it's so easy to put a to-do list of like, or, or, you know, like I think for example, financially, it's always easy for people to be like, Oh, well, once I make like this amount of money, then I'll be happy. Right. And it's like, I don't, I really don't think that that's the case. I mean, like I know so many people that like are like grinding it and are making money, but like aren't the happiest, you know? And, and so it's like, rather than setting those like, you know, financial goal or some of that, like the goal of like, what do you want to feel like, you know, like lifestyle wise, let's say like, I want to feel free. I want to feel like I can go on a trip to Portugal tomorrow. Or, you know, like it, like having some of those aspects, I feel like that to me is a better definition for it. And then I think you're less like, you know, oh, I achieved the, the X amount and now, you know, I'm, I'm good or whatever. Cause, cause I don't think that exists. And I think for anyone that's like hungry for things like that, you're always just going to be hungry for more, you know, when, when people are very like, you know, like financially driven or you know like they they like things or whatever it's like you know to me the things are never that important like and the money's never been important either it's like like i i want to be free and i want to be sustainable and that i can like continue to do the things i love doing but more than that i want to be enjoying the things that i'm doing because if i'm not then what's the point it's kind of the like classic you know it's cheesy or whatever but like you know, you're working, you're spending all this time working to make all this money that you don't have the time to spend. Yeah, exactly. And it's like... And to impress people that yeah, really don't care. That don't care. That don't care. And, and that's it. And that comes to a quote that I came up with when I was like 12. And I always say it. If you care what people think, you're thinking too much. I like it. And I, I always remind myself of it. And I always go down the path of like, oh, maybe I should like get a nicer car you know, cause my car is all like wrecked and brutal. And then I'm like, I really don't care about a car though. Like I actually don't, I've got a motorbike. I got a camper van that I way prefer driving. And, and it's like, yeah, my car is kind of a piece of crap and has a broken bumper. But so like, that's the, t to me, that doesn't really let like, like that. Like if I had a new car, that's not going to make me feel better. That's not going to make that. Like to me, it's not, I'm going to roll up to a spot and be like, check out my new shiny car, guys. Like, that's just not <laughs> the way that I react. And some people react differently. Some people like that. Those things do help them. And, and to those people, I'm like, then you should do that. If that's going to make you feel better, then you should. But for me, it's just more. Yeah, like I'd so much rather, you know, save the coin and go on a ridiculous trip or or, or buy a camera so that I can create something different, you know, or exactly whatever. Like I, like I've, I've always been more excited and more fulfilled by those types of things rather than like material things. Right. So but yeah, I think some people out there that like, that's, that's what gets them out of bed is 
you know, they can have a new car. Totally, totally. And, and, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that too. Like, you know, for the people that like, when, if, if that's something that you're really stoked on and not to say that I don't like certain material things too. I don't, I don't want it to come off that way. Like, obviously like, you know, if I had the money, I probably would buy like a nicer car, but it's just, that's not really the first thing on my list, right? Like there's so many other things I'd prefer to, to get before that. And, and it's like, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where, yeah, I think, I think people just got to follow what their heart is pulling them towards. And it's tough. It's so tough to not be, you a, know. yeah. How do you know? How do you know what, is this something that I really want to do? Or is this something that I think I really want to do because other people might think that that's cool. Right. And it's so hard. Like, and that's where I think like meditation and a lot of these, like really trying to tap into yourself because there's so much noise and there's so much going on and we're so stimulated and it's like, okay, whew, turn off the advertising for a second, turn off some of the other stuff, turn off everything. What does Nathan really want to do? What What's going to make you happy? And like listening to that voice, you know, it's it's tough. It's really tough to, to know what you want. And uh, yeah, I think I think most the most important is to tap into it. And, and if you're trying, you know, again, it's like that making an effort to listen to that voice or to like, you know, go after you know, like kind of go after the feeling that you want rather than the thing that you want and, and, and define, okay, what's going to bring me that feeling. And then maybe it'll get you there a little better. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like that, but man, we've been talking a lot and learned a lot again, once again. So I, I just want to first off, just say thank you for coming out here. Dude, thank you so much for having me. Allowing me to, you know, kind of bring things full circle. Because when we recorded this, yeah. the first half, you know, I I kept on putting it off because I was behind on my video edits. And then, you know, I, I didn't think that I'd be able to put out content for the podcast every week. Yeah. But now the podcast is back weekly. The I'm vlog is back man. daily. And... I don't know how I'm going to do it all, but I'm doing it anyways. Dude, and, and that's it, you know? So. I think that's it. You know, the more you trust yourself and the more you put put your, you know, faith in yourself to, to do those things, the more that they actually happen, right? It's that, that leap of faith of like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this now. And like, you know, this is so rad. This whole thing you got set up, like you're doing a lot of awesome things, Anthony, and it's really cool to see. And it's like, it's, it's inspiring to see someone just doing their thing. And whatever that thing is, I think we forget the power of those things, you know, like I often will get down on myself of like, oh, I'm not, you know, reaching my full potential or something, right? Or whatever. You know, I think that's just human nature to like be tough on ourselves sometimes. And, um, and then you'll get like, I'll get a random message from someone or, you know, a Facebook thing or something like, hey, man, I've been really liking the work you've been doing or something. And you just think, wow, you, you kind of forget about that. And like, you know, it's, it's rad. Like so many people are really like being touched by the things that you're making and stuff. And that's, that's a really cool thing. And I think, with the voices that we have in this world that we've been like, you know, luckily given the fact that we have our, you know, human consciousness that we're here, we're floating on this little pale blue dot through the cosmos as wild as it is. We, we have every opportunity to do kind of anything we set our minds to. And, and I think by not going for it, we're sort of like, you know, we're missing out a little bit. And so, yeah, it's, it's like, it's really inspiring to see cats that are just like going for it and you're one of them and michael is one of them big time and he he's you know really stoked my fires to to get my band going full time and to get my filmmaking going more intense and 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 everything like that so it's it's yeah 
it was a really, really awesome experience. And yeah, I'm stoked to kind of bring it all full it. circle, man. Yeah. And man, I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. Yeah, guys. It's a two-part episode all in one. And yeah, thanks for tuning in. Thank if you. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do so now. Yeah. Yeah. There's content Hit subscribe, every week. Like, all that stuff. Bunch of new podcasts, vlogs. Anthony does killer vlogs. And if you want to come to the show, May 5th. May 5th. It's going to be a kicker. And uh, it's all ages. So bring the kids, bring the family. It's, it's going to be a really good time. Oh, yeah. I'll be there. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely be there. And final note, really wild opportunity. Jazz Fest, Bombargo is playing and we're actually opening for Michael. He's coming yes. to Saskatoon. That's so it's, it's gonna be wild. We're really, really excited. And uh, yeah, we can't, cannot wait. So yeah, check that out too. That's perfect. How fitting. I love it. It worked out, man. All right. Thank you so much, man. Thanks so much, Anthony. Appreciate it, dude. Appreciate it. Cheers. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is the episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure that you definitely, if you can, make it out to Bombargo Show on May 5th. I'd also like to plug one other show, which is my next show is going to be on April 20th. So if you guys are interested in checking out a hypnosis show, as well as uh, my uncle's band, Mo Marley, will be playing there as well. There's going to be a DJ. It's going to be great. We're going to live stream it to Facebook and Instagram and all those things. So, yeah, definitely check that out if you can. Tickets for both of the shows will be in the description, the show notes. And, yeah, thank you so much. This was episode 46. The show notes are at hadlin.com slash cmc-46. That's H-A-D-L-E-N dot com slash cmc dash four six all right guys thank you once again for tuning in please subscribe it helps me out please comment if you can that'd be awesome i need some feedback from you and have a great day
Oh, 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 oh,